Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And, and, this is our very first Ask Astrega mini-sode. Yay! I'm so excited about this, because now we get to answer more questions, read more stories. Right. And record with each other more, okay. which means I get to drink more wine. Yes, indeed. That's and what that means. I get to make Monica try other drinks that she's not going to like more often. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, everyone, for all of your awesome submissions. You guys have been giving us really good stories and questions and just all of these wonderful things. So please keep it up, because the more that you submit, the more that we can record minisodes. Yes. Absolutely. So I dig it, and I think that we should dive right in. Let's do it. Wait, before, I was going to be nice, and I was going to make you not try a sip of this, but I have to. I have to. All right, here we go. Oh, no. (laughs) Hell no. It tastes cheap. Well, I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. It's it's, it's, um, it's like sour to me. Is it sour? Let me see. Yeah, it's sour not sweet that's not sweet it's sweet as far as chardonnay goes i think white wines aren't usually sweet what does ricky think ah, he hold on he, more than one sip <laughs> more than one sip let's see it's kind of got down the middle ah it's a little more sweet Okay, see, uh, it, it's. I think it's more sweet than most white wines. Well, I'm not a wine drinker, so I can't argue with you guys. So. I like I like reds personally. This is. I'm finishing up the bottle that we did in our uh, Close Encounters of the Spiritual Kind, my Happy Hour uh-huh. from Trader Joe's. It's a Chardonnay again. I don't really know how to pick out wines. I know. I, I just. I, I look at like like that whole like never judge a book by its cover. I go the opposite when it comes to wine. Like, totally judge a wine by its label. Yeah. And so this one was because I liked the whole retro-y throwback vibe to it. Okay. It's okay. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Chardonnay's, but it's all right. You said it tastes cheap. I mean, I think the bottle was like seven bucks. So by all means, I think that's pretty cheap. So okay. there you are. All right. So, and I got my satisfaction of the evening by making Monica make her gross alcohol face. You know, um, one time I would like to have mimosas. I can drink mimosas. Okay, deal. We will do that for whatever we're recording next. We're doing mimosas. Okay. I never say no to Prosecco. Okay. So there's that. So for our first mini-sode, we're actually going to start out with some stories and different listener submissions. And then segue into a few questions. Okay. And both of the uh, stories and submissions actually are in regards to something that our darling Connor has brought up before. He was having a little bit of troubles when he was trying to come out of the broom closet. Right. And first off, thank you, Connor, for for bringing that to our attention because I want you to know that you're not the only one that struggles with that. You're not the only one that has had that problem. and. Like, thank you for sharing it because maybe there's somebody else that's going through it that's not saying anything and feels like they're alone. So I feel like it's really good to know that, you know, we we identify. You know what I mean? Yes. So this one um, actually isn't regards to that, but I'll just segue right into that. And they didn't tell me whether or not I could mention their name, so I'm just going to omit it. Okay. Uh, it says, hey, Shauna. They sent me this on Facebook. So it says, hey, Shauna, I love your podcast. I was listening to your last episode, February edition of Ask Estrega, and heard a question from Connor about looking for information on Lilith and Hecate. 
you have a way to get in touch with him, let him know to check out Keeping Her Keys from Cindy Brannon. It's C-Y-N-D-I-B-R-A-N-N-E-N. Cindy okay. Brennan. She is amazing and has so much information on modern Hecatean witchcraft and historical references on Hecate. I have been following Cindy for a few years and she's a wealth of knowledge. I hope this is this helps him. So, Connor, if you're listening, and I know you are, we love you. Go check out Cindy Brennan. And I'm actually excited to check this out myself. I haven't had time just yet, but I'm really interested in seeing what information yeah, that we can good find. Good to know. Good to know. Right? So I thought that was really exciting because, I mean, I feel like you can get some really good information on Hecate. Sure. Yes. But I don't know how much good information you really find on Lilith. I mean, I bet it's there. I remember yeah, when somewhere. I first started looking her up it's really hard because she's also very biblical yeah and so like you really see it from that point of view and her being the first demon and i'm sure we'll get it that's like a whole other episode that we can totally try and get into at some point but it'll be cool to get information from other like well-educated witches you know what i mean absolutely so so there is that so everyone go check out cindy brannon brennan brennan uh, and see what you think. Report back on what she has to say and, and how that resonates with you in your practice and or if there's anything applicable. And we will do the same. Yes, we will. So thank you to who submitted that. And the next one is coming from a listener of ours that um, we actually both know. Okay. And so I'm going to dive right into this. And this is more about just the issue of dealing with trying to come out of the broom closet and being met with judgment. So it says, hello, lovelies. I was listening to your February astrology episode and Connor's question about dealing with coming out as a witch to your friends and family. My story and advice. I have always been a bit witchy, but didn't start formally studying and practicing until junior year of high school and did not come out to my immediate family until college. I let's see do 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 sorry I got lost okay um I've always been a bit witchy and didn't start formally studying and practicing until junior year of high school and did not come out to my immediate family until college my friends largely did not know either but now most people that meet me figure it out or sometimes come out and ask me to my parents and siblings credit they have been mostly understanding and even though they always refer to me as a Wiccan no matter how many times I correct them Ha ha ha. However, most of my family did not know, as being black and Japanese, most of my family is heavily Christian. I will say that I've lost many friends over the years because I identify as pagan slash witch slash hoodoo. I often would hear and still do hear the same things that Connor did. I have gone. Let's. Sorry, I had to like take a bunch of pictures of this. Okay. I've gone the Monica Road and have just reminded them that I am still the same autumn they knew before. When I wish to, I will educate and just talk with my friends. Sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't, and leave me alone as a friend. It's not easy, and I believe that people will come and go in my life, and that's okay. For Connor, best they can do is to sometimes keep it to themselves, like Monica said, until they're older or until friendships can mature and you can build trust and communicate. Or I educate them a bit about what I believe and what my witchiness involves and sometimes just wish them good tidings and heal the lost friendship. Mm-hmm. Love the show always, Autumn. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, so thank you, Autumn. Thank you, for, Autumn, for your input. Yes, yes thank absolutely. you for your input. Thank you for sharing that because it's, it's a very deeply personal thing and it's it's really sucking when that that happens yes 
And the way that I would really like to try and see that is, you know, we all believe that everything happens for a reason. Right, and right. people come and go from our lives for certain reasons. And we kind of just have to learn what we can and look past it. And I feel like up until really recently, I guess I never really applied that to friendships and relationships lost over being pagan mm-hmm. you know um but that's definitely part of it we have to just take what we can wish them good tidings and just go on our road but and and you will find birds of a feather so that's not yeah yeah for sure and i do want to say that i think it's really cool that we have this platform because not only do people get to listen in each week and have magical advice and know that there's like-minded people out there but now we also have an instagram page and a facebook page but of all which is also let us all get closer mm-hmm. and i think it's really cool that we have started to build this really cool community and support system from all around the world all around the world it's amazing yes we've gotten emails from people that have told us like sometimes they feel really alone you because yes. of you know where they live maybe it's not really talked about or whatever and then they get to tune in and they can hear this and they know that they're not alone so right, right. i'm really grateful because i feel like you know, usually the internet is just for like starting shit on social media and pictures of cats yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's good to know that the internet can be used for this too and that Absolutely. we can find that community so you guys always have a place with us always auntie shauna and auntie monica understand we do and so does so many people so does autumn so does so many other people so sending virtual hugs yes everyone so much witchy love to all of you witchy fine folks yes absolutely so i wanted to share those just in regards to both of those things and then i thought we could dive into a few questions okay just a few because you know we're gonna just leave people wanting a little bit more okay okay so our first question comes from jen okay and she says when one leaves an offering of food to a god or a goddess what should be done with it when no longer fresh if it's compostable can i compost it or should i just return it to the earth what i would do my my um go-to is return it to the earth just return it to the earth i don't know about compost what do you think about that i actually really dig that because compost for those of you that may not be super familiar with it, I have a compost horror story that I will share after this if I can remember. Um, but compost is basically you take food scraps and different things right, and right, you right. turn it into soil. So not only are you returning it into earth, but you're also returning it into like earth food so that other plants can actually grow from Magically. it. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little magic kick to it. So while that may not be like the most traditional thing to yeah. do with it, I mean, I guess people back in the day probably had compost in some way, right? Like maybe like I a pile? Know. God, I don't know. I well, know. but um, maybe we, they didn't, but I think that's cool as fuck. So yes. if you have a compost pile and you can do that, I think that's really a wonderful way to return it to the earth and nurture the earth at the same time. Yeah, I think that's acceptable. I would say yes. When we say return it to earth, um, what I normally do, we also call that libating you know like uh, so like after a ritual you've got like whatever's left over from your cakes and your ale and all these other things and you go well what do i do with this well i mean if it's flowers or something i usually leave it on my altar until they're no longer fresh and then you libate it right which i usually give it to like a really big tree or a bush or something that stands out to me and i just kind of leave it there and i always go thank you right exactly so that's kind of what it means to return it to earth like try and like feed it to something right what do you do when you're giving an offering that isn't a food offering when we're not working with food or wine and you're giving a different kind of offering i personally feel like the stuff just kind of sits on my altar 
forever. Exactly. It, it'll just be on your altar or in a little magical space or in a box or like something. Exactly. Like. But it's have you ever had like an offering that you've given and then all of a sudden like your deity like you just get this feeling and people are like, hey, I don't want this shit anymore. Has that no, ever happened? No, not really. No, no it's no. just there. Yeah. So deities are kind of like hoarders. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are anyway. Yeah. I can't. The only time that anything happened kind of like that and I thought this was weird was I I lit a candle for Venus on my Venus altar and I just gave her I think like a little votive or a little tea light or something but I put it in this really cool fluorite offering dish that I had and it was super beautiful I think someone from Green Man gave it to me as a gift and all of a sudden I like heard some kind of noise or something I walked into my living room my altar is and that fluorite bowl was smashed into pieces like it just like boom like it like the candle must have like popped yeah it was so small i didn't think it was gonna do that or i think it could but i mean it just totally popped so i just kind of took it out she was like thanks for the offering gonna go do some shit now take this stuff off my altar i'm done with it so i took it Mm -hmm. and since it was just in pieces i threw it away Mm -hmm. Mm because i'm like what else like obviously she was done with it i don't feel like it was magically potent anymore right 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 so yeah. nothing like that's ever happened to you? No, not really. Mm-mm. I no. would say if you wanted to like give an offering though that was something that you didn't want to have on your altar forever, <clears throat> or you didn't like want your deities to be hoarders, I would try and just stick with like food offerings. Yeah, that's just, that's the best way to go. Food or plants, because I feel like it's also really easy to look up spirits and see what is sacred to them and find that that you can yes, give to them. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yes. So thank you, Jen, for that question. Yes, thank you. All right, and this is this is our last question for our Ask Us Strega. Dum, okay. dum, dum. Da, 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 da. This person wanted to remain anonymous. Okay. And the question is, can you sell your soul? Okay. Are they talking about sell, selling your soul to the devil or selling your soul to what? Is that what they mean? I'm assuming that they mean sell your soul to the devil, but for all intents and purposes, let's assume that they mean selling your soul to the devil or to maybe like demons or you know how you always see like on tv where you like like yeah like how like on supernatural you can make a deal with like your crossroad demon and like you get cool shit for 10 years and then you go to hell yeah like what's your thought on all that well you know it's funny because i saw a special on tv years ago about um people who are in into selling their soul packs with the devils you know Mm -hmm. and this guy looked like he was like about 30 years old and he was an african-american man and he came on and they were talking about selling your soul, and he was he lifted up his sunglasses and he said, "I'm 74 years old." So, in other words, he got his youth. So he sold his soul for youth. He sold his soul for a giant bottle of fucking collagen pills. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I do think people do sell their soul, and it is possible. And I know people do it all the time. But I guess there's always karma. There's always something payback. Always yeah, because it's price, a pack. A so when you yeah, when yeah. you think about making a pack, that usually means like there's a negotiation. It's a yes. two way deal. I've thought about this question, <clears throat> and I've thought about it every time I've watched any kind of movie or TV show or something that involves somebody selling yeah. their soul. And I I think about it and like okay, if I was gonna sell my soul, what would what would I sell for? Because in my head. I usually think that that means that you sell your soul and then, like, in exchange you go to hell, right? Like, if you're selling your soul to the, to the devil, you're, you're going where to he him. is, right? You're yeah. To him, yeah. And I feel like that's a pretty lengthy contract. So <clears throat> I've tried really hard, actually, to think about 
what would I sell my soul for? And I, I can't come up with anything. Yeah, neither can I. Because I, you know, like everything is temporary. This life is temporary. Right, I do believe right. in reincarnation. There's other lives. And whatever's really important in this life may not be important in the next. Whatever's important right now may not be important in five months. That's true. So I feel like it would be really hard for me to find something that I would want to sell my soul for. But I know that I've seen people out there that have uh, that are desperate that probably would do that for a guy or for a love love story or oh, something. Oh, love makes you do oh, funny yeah. things. Or, or money. Or oh, money. yeah. So, yeah, I know there are people out there that definitely deal in that. So. Yeah. And, I mean, there's people that, that work with, like, demons and shit like that that will, like, kind of mess with that stuff. There was actually this other podcast. <coughs> there's this podcast that I listened to, and they're really awesome. They're called A Paranormal Chicks Podcast. And they're not witchy at all. They're into the witchy stuff, but they're not they're not witchy and they they talk about like murders and haunted stuff Uh and they actually just did they didn't just i'm I'm still catching up so there was an episode recently that i listened to where they talked about a girl that was possessed oh wow and she like she was like an orphan and she lived in a monastery and on her 16th birthday she like made a pact with the devil and then she just got like super possessed and like violent and sickly and just like all sorts of crazy shit and even like in what was documented of what her saying was that in one of her like fits when she was screaming and carrying on she even was like yelling at someone that wasn't there saying we made a deal Mm. and you haven't followed up on your end and Mm. she ended up having to get an exorcism and then once she was all better she actually went and made another deal with devil and had to do all again so obviously she did not learn from her mistakes uh i can't remember the girl's name or what episode it was but it was probably somewhere in like the 30th range of a paranormal chicks Mm. but I, i thought it was really interesting because every time that i've heard of like a deal with the devil or a deal with the demon and you whether it be like someone that you know or something that you hear it kind of seems like it's people that you kind of get what you want at first and it seems real good but then like weird shit starts to happen in your life and bad things kind of start happening and yeah i mean then and then you know like just movies take over and then horrible things happen but that chick like i mean she didn't even get what she wanted i think I think what she made her pact for was to like get out of the monastery because like I said she was like a teenage orphan and that did not happen for her wow so I would just say like you probably can I don't know how I don't really care to know how because it's not something that's ever on my agenda to do me neither no if what would be some advice that maybe like if you're really that desperate to like get something in your life, like what what's a better alternative? Look, if you're not getting something that you want and you've been struggling and you've been doing it and asking and asking and doing work and you're not getting, get the hint. You're not supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. Get the hint, okay? Yep. That's that's what I want to say. But you know, this reminds me of a fairy tale, and I damned if I can remember the name of it, but it's an old Grimm's fairy tale about this couple that um, she, she's pregnant. And she's coveting, looking into her neighbor's yard, and she wants rhubarb or something. And uh, she sends her husband over to get, you know, to steal some because she's having cravings because she's pregnant. And she makes a deal with the neighbor that she has to give her firstborn to them for in exchange for the rhubarb. Dang. Now we're it's a fairy tale. Yeah, it's been a long ass time since I read it, but I remember that that just brought something to mind that. You know, it wasn't Rumble Stillskin, was it? I don't know. I don't think. No, it's not Rumble Stillskin. You I know, don't. fairy tales. 
Disney has this thinking that they're real nice, but when you read the original ones, <laughs> they're bitches are wicked. Fucked they're up. wicked, yes. Which it's like, no wonder so many people grew up to be such fucked up adults when that was your bedtime yeah, story. Yeah. Imagine the nightmares then. Holy like, shit. Like I think in like the original, like Little Mermaid, she like gets her feet cut off, oh, or, no, or was God. that Cinderella? Like she gets her feet oh, cut. Uh, Some crazy shit. Whoever wrote these, like obviously, just hated children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, they're really like. Ugh. It was screwed up. That's just what reminded up. me of that. Yeah. So in the in, in the case of that, I mean, it's just I feel like yeah, get the hint, know that it's not for you, or dude, just remember like a watch pot never boils. Right, like go, right. you're putting too much energy on one situation that you re- you really want. Go distract yourself. Go do something else. Yeah. And just yeah. see it see it come up later. You know. Because if it's meant to be, it will. Yeah. That's the way. The, that's the law of the life. So. Yeah, go distract yourself, pull your energy back, and it'll show up when it's supposed to. And if it's not, then fuck it. It's definitely not worth selling your soul. Hell no. No. Hell no. Exactly. So, I think we're we're done with our questions for tonight. I think so. So, that was our first mini-sode. Yay. I hope you enjoyed it, everybody. Thank you, guys. And on that note, Mary meet. Mary part. And, and Mary, Mary meet, meet again. again.